Hello, this is NY Bill. And this is Saru. And this is Benny. And we recently, well, you guys recently were talking about sdf.org on Identica. How did you guys find that? Actually, it was uh, through uh, Colonel uh, Ockcast, Planet, uh, Colonel Panic Ockcast thing. Oh, okay. I just found it uh, through through <laughs> he po- he posted it on on Identica I think or in G plus anything like this. Yeah, because I saw you guys talking about it for a couple of days, and then finally I was like, "All right, guys, what is this?" And you sent me the sdf.org. It's a uh, public access Unix system that's been running since 1987, which is it's pretty old school. It's retro cool, but anything with the shell is uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was so nostalgic when I, I I made an account and I logged in, and it brought me back to like 1990. That's that's the last time I I was on a Unix system was in college. I think uh, I always on a a Unix system uh, back uh, in college as well. Mm. It was fun times. So I'm the young one here who hasn't been on a Unix system because I'm I'm too young for it. We had we had Windows boxes in high school. He just called us old through. <laughs> yeah. No, I just I just said I'm I may I may be younger than you, but <laughs> yeah, yet you're the BSD guy of 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 the three of us. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm just trying out free BSD, so, but I'm not really a BSD guy. I, I use Linux. I started to use Linux in, back in 97 when I was at high school. Or what, the school we have that's kinda high school. So, and I just started free BSD a few years back. So, this is, uh, sdf.org is, uh, free to sign up for, and, you can get a lifetime account for $36, which is pretty cool. That's, I think we've all done that, right? Yep. Yep, exactly. And I had to order a t-shirt and some stickers because it was just that cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't order a t-shirt because the, the shipping is too expensive to Switzerland, but I ordered some stickers for my car. I, I like stickers on the back of my car. <laughs> nice. Uh, you need stickers. Uh, especially on your laptop. Yeah, exactly. On the laptop at the moment, it's it's one bike sticker and one, I think it's a beer. Yeah, it's a BrewDog sticker. This this small brewery in Scotland. Weird thing happened when I I signed up and I got in there and it brought me like back twenty years. And I'm, I knew you guys were in there somewhere in the system somewhere and I and I so I type who. And it said, you are amongst, I don't know, it said like 768 users, but it didn't list the users. And then I go, finger through. And I hadn't even thought of the command finger since 1990. It just, it brought my head right back to where it was back then. Yeah, I think most, most Unix boxes you use nowadays have just like a few users on that you mm. put, you put there yourself. So we are not used to Unix boxes with, with loads of users locked in anymore. I was just surprised that the command just popped back into my head without, it like put me back in time. Another thing that happened along those lines is, uh, I wanted to sign up for the ARPA membership, $36, and I wanted the t-shirt the t- and the stickers. So I 
opened up my drawer and I wrote a check and I put it in an envelope and a stamp and I put it in my mailbox. <laughs> and then I get all the way back upstairs and go, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I mean, this is uh, 2012. I'm sure they can take PayPal or something, but it's just... Yeah, I, I use PayPal because I, I don't have any dollars lying around that could send to them. And I don't know whether dollars would make it to, to the US from Switzerland. I basically used PayPal as well. It's the easiest way to uh, to get around the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't really like supporting PayPal, but well, it's it's the easiest way to do it. So when I got to my lug, I was telling the telling the guys at the lug about SDF.org, and probably a third of the room knew about it already, and some of them even had accounts. So. I don't know why I hadn't heard of it so long. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's strange because uh, now now uh, when I'm on it, I see a lot of people uh, that I know uh, who's on it as well. So, yeah, latecomers. And when was the last time anybody was in a mud? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I tried, I tried some mud back in... In 2000 or something, but it wasn't wasn't that famous then anymore. So no mm. one no one was there. It was just like an empty mud. So it wasn't that interesting. Yeah, I used to sign into a local uh, BBS system that had a mud. That was probably about 91, 92. I haven't seen a mud in forever. And they got Zork in there and all, all the old all the old stuff. Well, there's a lot of games in there as well. Um... That was actually the reason why I, I found it, was that uh, Crane was talking about uh, playing uh, Tetris on here. Hmm. I actually found him on there. He's on there, too. Yep. Just uh, log into Tetris and uh, look at the high score. Oh, that right. Okay, you just tied it all together. This is where the... I recall him talking about Tetris, but I missed, <laughs> I missed that it was on this system. Yeah, but... Uh, there's, there's loads of funny things uh, in here uh, I've never used before. One of the guys at my lug said it was the super. I got it written down. Super Dimension for Fortress, SDF. It has something to do with a Japanese anime. Yeah, I think. I think back when they when they founded it as a BBS on I think it wasn't on Apple too. It was uh, a BBS for anime fans. Uh, that's that's how it started. It only became a Unix system like two years later or something. So it was a BBS on an Apple II for like two years. Actually, though, didn't wasn't the next step uh, Linux and they were getting hacked? No, that was uh, in. Ninety ninety eight, if I'm correct. I think oh. they 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 used some some weird Unix first, but they didn't they didn't go online with that one, and then they started using System Five, and they used System Five to I think it was ninety seven ninety eight something, and then they looked for an alternative, and NetBSD was up to the challenge then, so they started using Linux, and because well, the what, what's his name? The guy from I've got that written down too, and I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I'm thinking Ted Olliman. Uh no. Um, I mean the the other one, the one that's uh, still around today. I think Ted is the founder, but Ted went away in '92 or '93 to to found some some ISP. He was into he was into making money and 
the other guy isn't into making money, so that's why he's still around now. Stephen uh, Jones. Is that it? Yeah, it's the guy they uh, interviewed on uh, uh, Free B uh, BSD Talk. Oh, nice. Yeah, and he said uh, that Linux was was they were hacked because Linux was too famous, and people knew about Linux, so they knew what to do to can can hack the system. Linux is pretty rock solid. I'm I'm curious. It would be neat to hear some of the stories of what was going on. Yeah, I think I think the big problem was that whenever you you find a Linux box somewhere on on the web, people start trying to hack it. If if there is a NetBSD box, no one even knows where to start. So I think all the all the hacker kiddies or whatever you call them uh, were after Linux boxes back then. Hmm. So the BSD was security through obscurity. Yeah, that's that's probably true. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, I was just uh, thinking about the problem with uh, NetBSD at first. It was NetBSD back in 98 or whenever they tried it, had this problem that whenever you change a password, it, has, it had to rebuild the whole password database. And this took like one minute. So whenever someone signed up or changed the password, it took one minute or something to, to do this. That's why they, they went away from NetBSD to to Linux. And the thing has like uh, 30,000 users right now. So I don't know what it had back then, but. I think about 15,000. Mm. Yeah, I think so. But it is old school, though. Uh, they have a lot of, uh, yeah, well, uh, Usenet uh, access there, and uh, you get a mail address and uh, stuff like that. And mm. uh, all depends on what you, you, you choose in there. Yeah, if nothing else, you, you yeah you get the, a free email address out of it. But I mean, we've we've even talked about they they offer uh, you can do SSH tunneling through them and uh, like run Screen and Arisi and uh, well yeah. And I think they still offer dial-up service right to, <laughs> to this that. day. So I think there is no ISP that does this anymore. You can dial up into a, a Unix box without any like of these protocols that they usually use, like PPP or whatever. I haven't had a phone in about 10 years or a modem in 15. <laughs> but that's cool that they do it. Oh, I should mention that uh, the SSH forwarding, that was, it's, you can sign up for free and you get the email address and a, and a shell account. And then there's like different levels where you can increase your uh, access into the system. So for the SSH port forwarding and stuff, that is thirty-six dollars a year. Thirty-six dollars per year, which is that's reasonable. Yeah, you, you get a few other things there, and uh, I think it's quite reasonable. Um, you get a box you can SSH into, and uh, yeah, do a bit, a bit of port forwarding if you if you had an internet cafe or something. I do that now through my house, and I'm sure you know it's it's slowing down as it's going into my routers and then going back out through. So that that would probably be faster to to hit their servers. Yeah, definitely. I use my Shiva plug at home for this too at the moment. So, but I have an ISP that support, and uh, not ISP, like a website hoster that supports tunneling. So that's pretty cool. Because I'm a tinfoil hat, so I have to be tunneled everywhere. 
Yeah, when I was on holiday last week, they still used WEP oh. as encryption on, on the Wi-Fi, so I was happy to tunnel to somewhere just to get proper encryption. And you were playing with uh, Wireshark on, uh, on the network. <laughs> awesome. Um, That's a vacation. There, 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 yeah, there, <laughs> there were like a few other people on the on the campsite. And they were all like over six years, seventy. I don't think it would have been that interested. Interesting. No, <laughs> uh, no. probably been a bit dull. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> But among other things, uh, what you can uh, do here is uh, you can get a website uh, on sdf.org or, uh, which is pretty cool, you can get a gopher site and uh, gopher rocks. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen that in so long. What? You mean you haven't visited my uh, gopher site? And or Navigams? What's about my site? <laughs> no, I, uh, Lost in Bronx set one up one should. time and I, I saw his, but no, I didn't know to look for yours, so I will now. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, what got me started with um, with Gopher. Uh, that was Lost in Bronx. Mm. Um, yeah, I decided I wanted one as well, and uh, yeah, put one on my uh, my in, in quotes web server. So Windigo was at the log when I was talking about this, and he signed up too. And he says they have a Minecraft server also. Uh, they have um, uh, a Status.net server as well. Oh. Uh, they have a lot of uh, of cool things running. I haven't. Uh, I've just uh, SSH SSH in and uh, just dug around, you know, through in a terminal. I haven't really. I found uh, that they have a few. Um, if you type type help uh, or frequently ask question, uh, uh, they list what they what you can do. It's a lot of cool things. Yeah, I think they even have a Jabber server, and if you're meta orpa like with a. $36 a year, you get like 200 gigs of storage on the meta array, so that's pretty good. You don't get get this amount of, of storage for 36 bucks a year anywhere else. Yeah, the fees were quite reasonable. I've, I've been thinking about getting a VPS to, to move a lot of stuff I'm doing at home up to that. I mean, that's 20 a month for a, a decent one, you know, an entry level, but a decent provider. And they off SDF offers uh, VPS services too. Yeah, they, they even have this this entry level like a really low end box you can get for uh, I think it's sixty dollars a year. So I, I was thinking about this because I don't I don't need a VPS, but just to to play around and have a box with a fixed IP would be nice. Oh, another uh, had you guys heard FreeShell? Freeshell.org, I think it, this it turns out it's the same. I'm going back to my log again. Another guy that knew about this said he knew of it as Freeshell.org, and it just resolves to SDF. Yeah, I, I still don't get the history of all the all the domain names. I think when they first started on on the internet and they started to need a domain, it was SDF.LoneStar.org, and LoneStar.org was some some kind of Texas-based. Uh, group of BBSs, and then they had sdf.org, but I think to remember something, they lost this domain again, Oh. and then now they have it back, don't know, 
and they've got free shell and there are loads of domains. When you're a ARPA member, you can choose what domain, what subdomain, from what domain you you want your website to be on the subdomain. So they have like 36 domains or even more. I see. It's your turn, through. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm having a bit of problems with the uh, shortcuts for Mumble because uh, apparently my browser has some of the same ones. Yeah, exactly. Same same problem here. <laughs> <laughs> but w one thing I, I just discovered a few days ago: if you're a Meta Orb uh, member, you get Mosh access. That's that stands for Mobile Shell. That's a shell that works. Uh, Works even with uh with loads of of lost packages, hmm. so you could you could use your your cell phone connection to SSH or not SSH and mosh into the server. There is even a story on on a blog, not a vlog on on Gopher, from a guy. He was stuck in an elevator and he he wasn't able to get a phone connection. And he wasn't able to get into the web over over his Wi-Fi from the flat that was close to the elevator, but he was able to mosh into FreeShell or SDF and send an email to someone to tell them I'm stuck in an elevator. Awesome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice story. <laughs> nice, that's cool. All right, guys. So it was cool to get together and do an HPR on yep. SDF.org, and uh, I'll see you guys back on Identica. I'm uh, nybill at sdf.org. And I'm Thiru, and you can find me on Identica, or uh, you can email me at uh, Thiru at uh, sfse.org. Yeah, and I'm Benny, and I think you can email me over uh, Benny at sdf.org, or find me on Identica as Navigium, or Navigium, or I don't know how <laughs> I'm to going with Navigium. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll take that. Okay, perfect. Then m my beer's empty now anyway, so... <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see you guys. All right, see you. Bye. See you, bye. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Share Alike, 3.0 license.